0: Todd and Rob in the Afternoon. Hey, Afternoon Delight.
1: With Todd and Rob. Oh, yeah.
2: And that's a, oh no, because I had to do it old school way, because I set up a Roadcaster duo this morning, Rob, and when I press the button to play the audio, it goes...
1: Yeah, and I can't hear it on my end, so it's it's kind of of a weird deal. Yeah, there's
2: you know that's you know you think you just oh you just gonna plug it in and just put the things in and work just great and no it 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 does not. So uh, you know such such is life and you know really I'm gonna I've only put it here for one show because I'm gonna use this for when I travel. This is gonna be my box to travel, but I wanted to get everything kind of juiced in and but you know this box is much more complicated than the original roadcaster pro this thing's yeah, got it's really
1: it's really what right, it's complicated on the software side right it's got yeah. lots lots more bells and whistles
2: yeah. uh per se and i didn't realize how, actually how much more it had but it it, it it is what it is but here we are we are live and lit we're back with another edition of the new media show and boy oh boy i i, I my dandruff my dandruff is up and be honest with you tomorrow. That's saying
1: something Todd for you. That that's is
2: not, you know, I, I, I get ornery <laughs> every once in a while, but the, we're getting briefed. Apparently all the podcast hosts are getting briefed tomorrow by YouTube. And, that's what I heard. And yeah. they, and they sent some supplementary info over and, uh, my eyes started seeing red and you know, here's the thing. They're not going to be happy with what we recommend to our podcasters.
1: That's probably not entirely aligned with their priorities. Well, I'm sure, but
2: I was, you know, I, 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 number one, the way they want to validate their account. I did say to them, I said, you do know that, Apple podcast has, has basically deprecated the iTunes email that that has been that's going away in Apple podcast. Mm-hmm. You do realize that because that's how they're going to verify. You got to have your iTunes email address in your account right. when you submit an RSS feed. And I'm like, you know, that has been deprecated. It hasn't gone away completely yet, but a bunch of us have already implemented removal Right. So I made the comment, maybe you should support the podcasting 2.0 text tag. And I'm sure they have nary a clue about what that even means. And, uh, and then I, I kind of went on a rant. Um, and this is before the meeting. <laughs> and, um, you know, about their advertising policy, about not allowing any programmatic ads in front of the content, about caching. Um, I I, I'm serious now, if you don't already have a podcast
0: or you have, excuse me, a YouTube channel, you're not going to get any stats from YouTube.
2: You're going to have to go to their stats because they're not going to give any stats back to the podcast host. At least I don't think so. And they're definitely not going to be IB certified. At least
0: I don't think so. Um. Yeah, are they even members of the IAB? I, I have <clears throat> no
2: clue. Um, they, their revenue numbers could probably fund IAB based upon membership levels by itself. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's a it's a situation here where you got to be careful what you wish for, podcasters. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't submit your RSS feed to YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you you shouldn't. But I'm telling you, you should really think about it.
0: 97% of podcasters will never meet the threshold. This is my main kicker.
2: 97% of podcasters will never meet the listening threshold to earn money on YouTube. Yet they are going to monetize around your content. Mm Mm-hmm. How many ads are going to play in your content? You don't know. You can do a host-endorse ad in your
0: content, it appears. Mm-hmm. But you're, you, you will, they will monetize on top of your content.
2: So you have to think about, is it worth it? If you don't have a YouTube channel already, is it worth it to give up your audience's privacy, number one, Number two, is it worth letting them take every dollar that they earn off you and keep that? Number two. And number three, it is going to require extra work because my understanding is when an episode is ingested over there, you're still going to have to go to YouTube and make the episode live because it's going to come into their system as pending. It's not going, my understanding is it's not automatically going to be live. So you're still going to have to go over and you're still going to have to set whether there's advertising in your content. So there's going to be extra steps you're going to have to do for every episode.
1: To Todd, m- have you done this meeting with them already? No, but
2: they provided some information that's publicly available.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause it's, there's still a couple of big questions. <clears throat> I'm, I'm wondering, they want your RSS feed, but. Yep. The question I have is, what are they doing with that RSS feed? Um, What are they doing to the content in that RSS feed? Uh, Are they converting that MP3 into a video file? My understanding is yes. Okay. Well, that would be consistent with the messaging that I've gotten from the YouTube team over the last year was, is that they're not going to be making audio available on YouTube music, but it's, it's going to look like it's audio, but it's actually a video file. I think so, so. Yeah. So they'll have the ability to just hit play and you'll be able to play, play the video, but it will have a, an audio like experience. Right. right. So, so, and not that that makes a huge difference really in it's the scheme huge. of things. Um, but it also, um, <clears throat> I, I don't believe it gives you the opportunity to um, make it a visual video though. Um, no, with or does it display like your thumbnail? Or
2: you'll have to go in and update your post, and you'll have to understanding if you want to make it something nice. You'll have to replace the, the, the media. Right. So, which
1: is almost like starting over with an right, episode, because there's right. no mechanism that I know of in YouTube that allows you to replace a prior published oh, episode, you might, might any be right. type. Yeah, it might be right. So you have to delete that one and add a whole new one. And that basically deletes all your metrics from the prior version of it. But but, it doesn't coalesce those together.
2: But my whole point on all this is.
0: You're giving up a lot. You're giving up a lot. And. Are they going to pull a bait and switch like Spotify did?
2: Um, that's the question. Now, the only thing that's different with Spotify is we, we at Blueberry, we have pass through agreements.
1: So when you say bait and switch, what do you?
2: Well, they're going to come. Well, from my say. perspective, is it, you know, they, they're going to come back later and say, well, in order to do this, you're, you have to do it through YouTube. Like Spotify, now, if you want video, you have to be on Spotify, you have to publish on Spotify.
1: Right, published direct to them. Right, right, right.
2: So, and they're not going to take video feeds. That's the thing I kind of laughed about. So, as my my video podcast feed will not work.
1: Well, neither of them, um, Spotify or YouTube, are embracing video feeds, which right, is kind right, of right. kind of silly when you right. think about it. So, but.
2: so my my actual podcast video feed cannot be submitted to YouTube
1: which so, seems a little bit um off the mark yeah. a little bit so considering it's a video platform in right. in
2: my and in my input to them was i have had nary a call with youtube they
1: maybe they've been talking to other people yeah i've i've i met with them out here in New York this was probably a year ago though and then I've seen them at podcast movement a few times yeah, but it's just so, yeah.
2: Again, they haven't had direct conversations where there's been this one-on-one. I have not had a one-on-one with YouTube at all. So I'm not No, under- I do know it.
1: that there was an announcement about a year ago that Lipson had a had a relationship with them that would provide metrics back. So, to, is it,
2: so it's all, it's all Lipson's fault.
1: I don't know that it's Lipson's fault. I think Lipson may have been a little bit ahead of the curve on this, trying to get them to send them data. Um, back on, based on the, the plays on the platform right into the Lipson kind of metrics back end. I don't actually, right at this moment, I'm not sure that that relationship still exists. Um, I haven't gone over there to check on it, but, but it was announced. This was probably eight months ago, probably.
2: 1,701 sats from, I'm not going to say who, but they said F YouTube. So, you know, there, right in, right in the
0: comments, immediately comes some, comes some, some podcaster feedback. Mm-hmm. So, but again, it's going to be the little
2: shiny object. We've already got podcasters asking how do we submit an RSS feed to YouTube. They're mm-hmm. all excited about it but I don't think we're going to make it a destination. We might have instructions on the website on how to do it, or maybe we'll point towards a uh, YouTube zone documentation, but I don't think we're going to have it as an official destination in our destination menu. I don't want to internally endorse what they're doing here.
1: Well, in a lot of ways, some of this process is um, already existing. um, I know that Lipson and some of the other platforms have um, a pathway to publish into right. To YouTube right now. That's fine. Um,
2: That's fine right. so for their YouTube channel, no problem. And again, this, this show right now, we're streaming live on YouTube. We got people there listening on YouTube. I have no problem with that.
1: No, no, through the API relationship. Right, right, right. So, I know, I know. But again, yeah, so a lot of the platforms have this ability to check, uh, but the know, problem is I, I post Twitter, but the YouTube, thing is for us, Facebook. the
2: value right. of sending audio to YouTube right. is worthless. These, you know, you go to the podcast section of YouTube right, right now and what is all, it's all videos. There's no audio podcasts there. Yeah. They're not surfacing
1: those. Well, let's Todd, let's talk, talk high level here um what is youtube known for they're video. they're known for for video experiences right right? right
0: right
1: so what they're trying to do here is get more audio experiences into youtube yeah. which is which i think they've been thinking that this aligns with the youtube music side right well, okay um, so y- y- not so much the youtube um dot com property but the youtube music property is where this is being thought of, right? And this is a way for them to hack their system to create kind of a audio experience in really what is a video file. But that process actually breaks the ecosystem of podcasting, which has always been the debate here is like, well, if they're going to convert it to video, it can never be a pass-through, right? So... so There was never an opportunity for the audio podcasting space to actually have a pass-through relationship with YouTube, even though there's been rumors in the last couple months that YouTube is talking about pass-through, but I don't see a practical way of doing that if they're converting everything to video.
2: So let me just state
1: my opinion.
2: So it's clear Uh and on the record. Google has a horrible, horrible
0: track record when it comes to RSS. It abandoned feed validator it killed feed reader now most of you have no idea what i'm even talking about right
2: why was it canceled because it allowed people like me to have a a list of great set of resources blogs podcasts everything else and then be able to go to the website like geek news central like newmediashow.com like blueberry.com like Libsyn, all these sites that had blogs and information. It allowed me to go to those sites and go to their websites. And they killed it because Google did not want people leaving their property.
1: Right. This is the same situation with Spotify.
2: Google has killed Google podcast. Why? Which finally has gained traction and allowed podcasters a way to get Android users to subscribe to their podcast what I would say easily, right. and they're killing it. This track record makes me and many others not trust Google and what they're doing with this YouTube initiative. And the simple hijacking of the podcast name when there was no RSS being supported so these many, many months is another issue I could Have take with, but we can leave that. That's just a Todd thing, right? Most listeners don't care. I'm a strong advocate for privacy. And now Google's going to have more information about your subscribers. And as a hosting provider, we're really getting screwed. We got screwed when we helped populate Spotify and then they started competing against us, which is what I fully expect Google and YouTube to do down the line. At the same time I've been supportive of the to help Android adoption through subscribeonandroid.com where we allowed podcasters on Android to have the same one click subscribe function that Apple has had since 2005.
0: Now once again we have to retrain retrain Android users on alternative apps.
2: Google's purposely sabotaged listening on Android my podcast is at Blueberry Enjoy Joy is 6 and 9% Android penetration because of Google Podcasts. And now they're killing it.
1: Well, Todd, I'm not sure that they are purposely sabotaging. They the are purposely sabotaging Android.
2: because if you are, if you are listening okay, but, to a podcast on right. Android with the Google Podcast app, when it goes away, you are now going to have to find another app and subscribe to the shows that you are subscribed to on your Android device, they are purposely sabotaging Android.
1: Well, they're trying to move people over. Absolutely. To doing it in, in, they are in YouTube music. I wouldn't, I think sabotage. It's sabotage. I
2: love the word because yeah. as a, as a podcaster who's been promoting Google podcast, which I should have never promoted, should have never promoted knowing their history. Shame on me. I should have learned this a long time ago. I should have been sending people to Overcast and Pocketcast and to any other Android app. They,
1: yeah, they, but that's not what your users wanted, though, Todd, or your podcasters. What your podcasters wanted you to do was support Google. And uh, I think back, if you think back to it, we were thinking that this was the second coming. It was.
2: And right. they've and, in, in my, for my. So you
1: can't really second guess yourself on that because I think just the scale of Google was an opportunity so, for so, podcasts. So
2: now, now, right. podcasters, if you're not telling your audience to find another podcast app today,
0: mm-hmm.
2: what happens when Google Podcast goes away? You're going to have an extinction event with your Android users using Google Podcasts. You need to tell them to move because Google has done this asinine thing of killing Google podcasts, all in an attempt, all in an attempt to move everyone to to YouTube. So guess what? They can control the audience. They know the audience. They can monetize against the audience. We didn't
1: even really dug entirely into that. Wake up. You got to, you
2: got to think down
0: the road. YouTube is,
1: YouTube is expectation (laughs) of Google is, is that any, any, feed that is submitted to them is basically um not going to include any dynamic advertising that's right absolutely which, which on on the surface makes sense because if you do support it you're going to have a bunch of old ads yep. in your permanent stored it, content so what they're
2: going to do is they're going to serve advertising around that that
1: you're not going to get paid for right but Todd, that's 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 the consequence of it but yes. more from a hosting platform standpoint blueberry lipson all these they're going to have to create a separate version i'm not doing it i'm not okay, doing then, it okay then then your your customers are going to submit might, um shows o- o- over there that have permanent ads they're going to have to be, they're going to have to know
2: now there's other ways there's other tricks we can use to serve a clean episode without well, that,
1: yeah, that's all I'm saying is that it's a clean version that goes but, into
2: YouTube. But the right. problem is, the, pro- and I'm not going to create a new feed for that. That's acidine. I can do it through technology. Wow. Right. To, okay. But
1: the, 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 the situation. I mean, however way, you want to do it. Right. I, I think uh, uh, Lipson is going to create a unique feed. Well, that's problem. dumb. That's, that's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, but that's what they do for all that's, their destinations.
2: That's, that's still stupid. That's a form of lock-in. I've said that for years. That was a marketing ploy to get people stuck on Libsyn and having 10 feeds or 10 different destinations. I've always said that that was acidine. As long as I can, as long as I can detect the user agent, I can send a clean audio feed to them without. Sure. Without having another feed that's
0: on me.
1: Sure. It's technically possible to do that. Right.
0: Yeah. So, but YouTube is, not taking any input,
2: I'm happy we're getting briefed, but they're not going to like, again, my public stance on this is, yeah, we're going to tell you how to submit. And it'll be up to you to make sure you follow their rules so that you don't get kicked off their platform.
0: Right. And you're going to have to do these extra steps. So I don't care what the data says.
2: Majority of podcasters are getting no traction at YouTube. All the studies in the whole world can come out and say YouTube is gaining us new listeners. Where? If you're an average podcaster that has a YouTube channel now that's using great metadata, ask your mm-hmm. audience Did you discover me on YouTube? Are you listening to me on YouTube? Ask, and guess what you're going to hear? Crickets.
0: I might be old school thinking on this, but I, I'm not convinced that this is.
1: Um, yeah, I think I, Tom Webster had a good take in his. Well, Sounds I profitable I newsletter read today. Oh, I want
2: to hear it. I well, didn't read it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think, I think the more I think about it, the more I think he's probably right on the mark on this. Um, and I made a public tweet about it earlier today. Um, but the key takeaway from his article is kind of two things there's he feels like um you know since a lot of the really big podcast shows are on youtube as well right so there's this overweight kind of experience that listeners have that finding a podcast on youtube um, is overweighted towards like maybe the top yeah of course it is um, uh, 100 shows right
2: and it means nothing else to anyone else
1: Right. And then the, the other part of this is that he feels like that the YouTube platform, if you really think about all the creators over there, they're really, um, the creators over there are actually names like people, right? Not shows per se. Right. So when you think about even, even my channel on, on YouTube is named Rob Greenley, It's not named the name of my show though. It could, right. Um, that, that, that is an option, but his argument is, is that really YouTube is a place for, um, to discover a particular podcast host, right. A personality. I mean, if I look at my own channel, I've got four different podcasts in my channel on, on YouTube. So it's not like I'm focused on one show to drive people to that show. It's more like people that want to hear what I have to say, go to YouTube to hear a variety of content. Right. And I'm not saying that's entirely what's going on here, but it's, it's a symbol. And I think he may be a little bit onto something here that people, uh, watch a lot of Joe Rogan on YouTube, even though he's not a podcast on he, Joe Rogan. He, they on,
2: watch clips on, cause he doesn't have his full show on YouTube.
1: So. Right. But, but people are finding the personalities and the names that they associate with podcasting over there. So is Tom oh, Tom even having it's not
2: a, even full episode. So is Tom but, having a change of heart on YouTube. So, by the way, 10,000 stats from Adam Curry. The YouTube talk is killing me. Well, I I, I know it is, Adam, but we have to hammer this home
0: that this is not necessarily a good thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, and there's a whole other layer of topic here when it's when it comes to even what's going on in youtube from the standpoint of the creators on youtube as well and which isn't even part of this conversation right yet. right it's like well once you're a creator over there and there's a strong history of youtube you know uh taking more of the of the ad revenue yeah of course right. they take a huge a period amount of time they did the same thing with uh adsense they've done the same thing o- over the years is that the creator's As they as they grow, get a smaller chunk. So this is Uh, why two thousand two hundred
2: twenty-two Sats are Mike Dell. Google no longer uses "Don't be evil." This is where the we come back. Where we come back?
1: Yeah. So it's a very powerful (laughs) platform. Let's be entirely frank about it. I mean, it's 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 the number two search engine in the world, and it is probably I would consider it the number one search engine for. For media content, Uh, for how to,
2: yeah, uh, says my greatest concern is Google and YouTube censorship history. That's another thing.
1: Well, that's another element to this too: is the moderation over there and the content um, blocking and the 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 open. So what really
2: Google's really not supporting RSS because if your RSS feed changes, they don't do nothing. You have to still go in. They're using it as the initial. You know, gulp. It's a to,
1: way to grab content.
2: To, yeah, and but get they're, it on their
1: platform, and they're
2: not going to update your show name. They're not going to update anything else. You're going to have to go in and manually do that. It's just a matter, and it'll so it really it's not even the only thing they're doing. It is, and you don't even get published automatically. Again, you have to prove the episode. Right. You know.
1: Well, and also, Todd, one other piece <laughs> of this that they haven't explained is what they're going to do with all of the RSS feeds that were in Google Podcasts are they going to automatically migrate those over to YouTube Music? or are they going to expect podcasters to get in and claim it? Like I said, we'll find out more tomorrow,
2: but I am sure that knowing them, there'll be some sort of an extinction event over on Google podcast. That's my guess.
1: You know, on the surface of that, it doesn't make a lot of sense to do that.
2: Um, But guess what? They, a lot of stuff they're doing doesn't make any sense
1: because it still makes sense for Google to be a place where people can find podcasts. Right. I mean, to completely strip it out of Google, it kind of flies against the face of it. It should be a resource to link to shows potentially in Google music, right. Or or in YouTube music. Who knows? It's going to be Um, a
2: cluster anyway, because
1: or into Apple or into Spotify. It should still do all that, right? Open
2: RSS. And what we have built is going to carry us no matter what these folks do for forever, many years ahead. We don't have to worry about these folks. You do what you want to do. You do you boo for where you want your show to be consumed, how you want it to be consumed. But
0: again, um, we're, again, we have to remember that the success,
2: the absolute unequivocal success, and the trust that just came out in the report that we've established as podcasters with audiences is because there's been no gatekeepers. There's no one that's been able to say, Todd, you can't publish your show. Rob, you can't publish your show. Susie, you can't publish your show and make it available for syndication to whatever platform you want. This is what Open RSS has allowed. Right. And we need to not lose sight of that and not look at the little shiny dangly, you know, silver bar that's being waved in front of you that will probably end up being a lump of coal. Better the word is the diamond they're shining. That's a better analogy. The diamond they're shining in front of you. And yet, in the end, you end up with a lump of coal in your basket for Christmas because they want your listeners. They want more metadata on your listeners. They want to monetize against your listeners, and they don't want to pay you nothing unless you achieve a 4,000 listening hours or whatever it is in a 12-month period.
1: They're a for-profit business. So yes, they're going they are. to squeeze you as much as they and can. They're gonna, and they're not going
2: to And they going to treat you just like Spotify treats your music artists, giving mm-hmm. them giving them trinkets
0: for millions of plays. And if you want to be a YouTuber, be a YouTuber. Right. If you yeah.
2: want to be a podcaster, you can be a podcaster but just understand the price you may pay by shifting your audience you know this
0: is the this is the this is the this would be my worry
1: scenario yeah but are you um you could It's a blanket statement to say that we're going to sh- we're going to shift everybody over to okay well to YouTube right because percent, Apple's still dominant in this I medium. know I know
2: but right. but a lot of people spend a lot of time in YouTube I do I watch a lot of videos right.
1: Right, and I want to be found over there as well. And
2: but so all of a sudden, you know, Todd's Geek News Central listeners are watching whatever they're watching. So I can just check out. I don't need to. I can just use YouTube to play Todd's podcast instead of using a podcast app, which they can already.
0: But Todd,
1: I think that the bigger the bigger topic here should be that YouTube needs to take its proper place in our media distribution strategy, right. Um, given its percentage of utilization or access, right. It's got this overweight perception that it's this top destination for discovery of podcasts per se. But I, like Tom said, and I, tend to agree with him is that it's overweight towards like the top 100 podcasts, right? And that's, what's driving this perception. It doesn't, that perception doesn't drive down to, you know, the, the top 200,000 shows and podcasting. I agree. agree. Completely. So I agree. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. We, We need to put it in its proper position. And if you want to take a YouTube strategy, build a channel do some unique content over there and maybe do some crossover, maybe do some live. That's its proper place in our podcasting strategy. Um, But it's not the only place and it shouldn't be our focus. Right. And meanwhile, you can watch this show right now
2: on a brand new Fandango podcast app over at podcastapps.com. We're live streaming on the same type of podcast app that you consume the content when you're driving down the road. And just like Adam Curry is doing right now, you could be sending us 20 sats per minute uh, to the show. We want to thank Adam for doing that, watching live. And, uh, you know, and, and the boosts that come in. And, you know, there is, and again, don't give up your PayPal donations. a matter of fact, oh, I have an idea.
0: I'm actually stealing this. <laughs> Adam's going to laugh. So, Rob.
1: Yeah.
2: We've always talked about getting a PhD in podcasting, right?
1: So are we going to start printing uh, certificates and mailing them out? Is that what we're going to do, Todd? I'm stealing this. I'm I'm stealing this from No
2: Agenda Show. (laughs) If you send in a $1,000 donation to the new media show, hey, if you're going to get a PhD, it's going to cost you a lot more than that. Right? Okay. If you send in a, and Rob, we got to get this design. We got to get this certificate designed. So maybe we can have ChatGPT make us a certificate. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. We're going to make a certificate.
1: Well, we should make plaques or something, not just paper certificates. That's
2: right. <laughs> well, for a, well, that's no, no, that raises overhead. We'll give them a nice, <laughs> nice, highly, high uh, thread right. count uh, printed uh, PhD in podcasting. For a $1,000 right. donation, you, as a listener of this show, can officially get your PhD in
0: podcasting. Okay.
1: And, uh, and a, a a stack of uh, New Media Show stickers, too? Well, we're, 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 because, be put because, in because in the, we're both going to
2: have to sign this. You're going to have to sign it, and I'm going to have to sign it. So you know we'll, we're gonna have to figure out legit can't be a can't be a uh, you know uh, what you call auto pen signature. It, it has to be a, a a real signature on this document, right? Um, you will get a PhD in podcasting, an official. You'll get, have a PhD in podcasting from the School of the New Media Show. Uh, so are we
1: gonna have to register with the? The government nope. for being an educational nope, institution? not at all. Is that
2: what we're going to have to do?
1: No, nope. and so
2: you, you you'll be able to display this where you know it's it's a right. value. It's a because there is no PhD in podcasting. We are the origins of the PhD in podcasting, and yeah. uh, so for a one thousand dollar donation, um, and we'll have to get. We can't let the. That's one thing we can't show the certificates online because someone would just copy them. <laughs> so we don't want any counterfeits going out there.
1: Well, somebody's gonna share it, right? Tom's proud of it,
2: right? (laughs) Tom says, Wow, did I waste a lot of money on degrees? Who knew I could get a PhD for a thousand (laughs) dollars?
1: What a steal.
2: Quite literally. And you know, and we might even do some honorary PhDs. Tom might be a candidate for an honorary PhD in podcasting. I I think Tom would probably be a good candidate for that.
1: So uh (laughs) yeah. So Tom's, take, Tom's been around this medium a long time. We, right. we, we've we talked about this for years
2: that you listen long enough. You and see, this is a, this, you don't even have to go back and listen to 560 episodes. You can just, you send us the money and it's, you, Oh, there you go. How much for just a new media show sticker? Five, wow. five, five from, okay. I actually still owe some new media stickers to some people. It tells you how bad I am. I, I am not one that should be in charge of the admin stuff. Um, I, it's, it, I'm do horrible. we need to issue
1: like a, like a, uh, a PhD exam or so, something like that? Um, no, that they have to take no, and pass. Nope, not at all. Just, just the
2: thousand dollar donation to the show. Okay. Uh, and Satoshi's or PayPal, either one, we'll take them both. Wow. That, that would be a lot of Satoshi's. Uh, our, we have enough, um, what do you call it? Liquidity to handle that. So don't worry. <laughs> uh so anyway a little more lighthearted here um so yeah I, and i think we could probably issue a few honorary phds so um i am not an artist so if anyone out there wants to help us with the with the artist part of this and designing something that uh looks like would come from a like harvard or someplace like that would be a nice you know nice can't be bigger than eight by 10 though. So we want to make it eight by 10. Um, you know, that's, that's the, you know, a legal size or is that? No, that's not legal. That's letter.
1: I don't know. Letter size. I think <laughs> yeah, it could be a, it could be a legal size certificate, right? <laughs> yeah, it could be,
2: but anyway, 55, 55 sats from MedUS. How much for just a new media sticker? Well, we set that out long time ago, but I hate to say the thing because I still owe two people stickers. <laughs> oh. So I've been neg- negligent on my admin duties. I, you know, We need an administrative assistant. If anybody wants, and matter of fact, if anyone wants to be our administrative assistant, uh, I will add you to the split and you can be in my administrative assistants to be able to send out stickers and that kind of stuff. That's about the time, talent, and treasure. You know, If you can give us some of your time by helping us out, by being an administrative assistant, I'm too busy making sure I make payroll every two weeks.
1: <laughs> but you know. anyway, yeah, so we may get a lot of uh a lot of people stepping up for that, so you, you, you know, we would be creating kind of like a new media show Army is what we'd be creating somewhat, right yeah,
2: Todd Rob, <laughs> the show's not live on fountain right now, it says it's going live in twenty minutes. I don't know what's going on with that I think we are live yeah, we're live, we sent the live <laughs> bat signal, and we have not switched. We're still on Eastern Daylight Time, so uh, I don't know. I think it's a time zone thing right now. Yeah. So everything has been, the the bat signal's been sent out
0: because we are in EDT right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know
2: Uh, why that's the case. It's... Oh, here comes another boost. What was that boost? Still waiting in my stickers. I'll pass on this blatant plagiarism. That's what Adam said, another 10,000 sats. Hey, you know what it is? You have to steal the best ideas. Flattery. And plus, they're given, what, what's happening here, where this idea came from. The No Agenda Show, John C. DeVore, came up with the idea of giving a PhD in media... Oh boy, I'm going to, I'm now I'm going to be in trouble.
0: Um, Oh my God. Uh, oh oh and it's going to
2: kill me anyway. It's involved in the, the, no agendas. Uh,
1: well they're oh. constantly kind of beating up on the media, aren't they?
2: Well, yeah, they, and, and the word is slipping through my tongue here. Maybe someone will help me in, in chat. Uh, Media deconstruction, a PhD in media de- de- deconstruction, deconstruction yeah, right. that's what they're yep. giving. So matter of fact, uh, the no agenda show is celebrating its 1600 episode, I think tomorrow. So, um, you can get on that by sending a thousand dollars to no agenda show and you will get a PhD in media deconstruction. So <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, Oh, 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 that's. That sounds like a a fun thing for us to do. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so David says, yes, I'm still waiting for my sticker pack. Uh, See, I got to write some notes down because I, that's actually, I'm, I owe three people stickers, Adam too, (laughs) after I specifically asked him for his address twice, horrible anyway okay so that was the fun thing i wanted to talk about after us bash me bashing on youtube but i do agree with tom's assessment
1: yeah and it's given an overweight perception to youtube's significance in podcasting is that these really huge shows are doing a lot of this convergence strategy they're doing stuff on youtube as well as in their podcast and and lots and lots of people but, are thinking that that hundred or two hundred shows is pretty much all of podcasting. And but, it's, yeah, it's it's not. N-
2: it's not. And the thing too is is you have um, two different strategies. We've talked about this previous episodes. We can, you can go back and listen to the back catalog on this show. We've talked about you need two different strategies if you want to build a successful YouTube channel. So did you know, Rob? This, this comes as like the most shocking, the most shocking discovery ever that podcasters are the most treated personalities in the United States. Most trusted. Most trusted. Right. The second most trusted are those YouTubers. Right. And the data was released at least by ACAST. And again, it goes back to what I said last week. As AI becomes more prevalent, and AI is putting out more articles and more content. At some point people are, it's like your show, the trust factor. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing that? Or has that pop yeah. faded? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, so, no, no, I'm still doing. it. So we have original voices. Now you, you like it or not, we're a pretty original voice here. <laughs> uh, yeah, David, definitely s- send me another email true. with your, with your address and, and, Put a put a really explicative uh, subject line on so it really catches my attention. <laughs> like, hey, beep or something like that, okay?
1: Well, Todd, I think that, that that comment you made that podcasters are the most trusted personalities among U.S. consumers Is really a lot of the reason why we've seen kind of audiences decline in mainstream media, um, is because people are gravitating increasingly over to, you know, more normal people, people that are doing niche content, doing more authentic and real and trying to, you know, do the best they can to say what is really going on in the world. And this whole free, that's why free speech and these online platforms is so important. Um, in a lot of ways. Now there's a lot of people that disagree with the fact that we shouldn't allow certain speech on these platforms, but that does fly in the face of, uh, you know, the principles of the United States, uh, where we are open to express ourselves, not that doesn't, um, cause us not to be right. liable for the things that we say or face consequences from the things that we say. It's just, We shouldn't be denied saying things that people don't like, Uh, and I think that's the challenge that we all face in the media landscape today. Is that if we don't like what's being said in mainstream media, guess what? We're moving over to independent media because we trust them more than what we're being told in mainstream media. So, you know that that's why this is important, and you know YouTube is certainly part of that. So, Um,
2: let me just give you some perspective. So, I flew out last fry what day did i fly
1: you flew to seattle right? flew
2: to seattle yeah. on thursday i guess yeah I, I, or no yeah i know i flew friday morning and uh got into seattle drove the pass and the wild drive over to Manachi, and, and just basically I, I, we stayed in the house we i
1: i used fl- to live over there
2: I lo- I lo- in that area I, right? I loved on my little daughter and we did do a little mm-hmm. cover fest in town and went and had a few beers but um, you know, just loved on my new grandbaby and uh, had a good time, mm-hmm. and um, so we were we were kicking the YouTube quite a bit, and I was introducing mm-hmm. my daughter to some of the YouTube channels I watch, and but we got to talking about the situation in Israel, and and uh, we flipped on a couple of YouTube videos that were um mainstream media, and, and you know what ended up happening was the tension in the room went way up and anxiety went way up. Mm-hmm. Um, and my daughter put it to, she, was she, there
1: a difference of opinion
2: no, on things? Is no, not necessarily, with? but it was just like, my daughter's like, turn that crap off. Oh, she says, this it. is just, you know, it, she says, it's just, it's given such just. she just, it's it, too much, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and I agreed with her and, you know, and I have really, really tried hard to stay off of mainstream media and you know, Adam, if you're listening, God bless you for having to, you know, cipher through all that sewage. Um,
0: It is not good for you. This, this, this content is not good for you. It's
2: not healthy. And um, so we switched to more positive content and we had a great time and hung out had great conversations and, um, but it was just the vibe and the spiel and the and this and that and showing the protest and all it was all this
0: stuff, you know, and um it and it wasn't about either sides of that whole conflict
2: or nothing. it was just the motif of the content, and again, I go back to... I think people are seeking out content that doesn't make them go, you know, and and not so politicized and entertaining and informational and you know talking about what's really going on. And well, you want to watch what's really going. on. just watch TikTok. You know, that's that's where the real <laughs> information is. Frankly,
1: well, also on on X too. You can see a lot of stuff over there so, too. But. You know, and of course,
2: yeah. you know, everyone's down on X right now. They want to, they're doing everything they can to kill that. But I think that, uh, it's, you know, this going back about trust again, I, I think it's just going to grow. I think it's, I think it's, I think podcast consumption is, and we have to, as podcasters, we have to market this as such that we're original voices. You know, obviously, if you're running advertising on your show, you might be holding back on some stuff. So, you know, people also have to understand that. And that's where the value for value piece comes in. If you're supporting a show either through PayPal or writing a check or Time Talent Treasure, you're sending Satoshis and you're supporting a show that doesn't have advertising, you're allowing those content creators to have, if you're a listener, you're allowing those content creators to gain value Back from you, and not have to necessarily take advertising and be able to say what they want to say without being yeah. constrained. You know, when I was active duty in the Navy, Rob, there was many stories that I saw in tech news that I couldn't cover because of my job and what I did and the security clearance I had, and there was stuff that was just too close, stuff that I would have mm-hmm. loved to talk about, but it was that little 10% more of information. I knew that if I made a mistake and said something, I was going to jail. So I just didn't talk about those stories because I didn't risk it. And that's what happens now with a lot of shows. And this thing with this YouTube, you're going to send your content over there. If you're going to be hundred percent true and tell your opinion, you may
1: be pulled down. Yeah. There's a risk of that. And that's, that's also a risk to trust. Um, of getting in a situation where you're on a platform that doesn't allow you to be your, your genuine self, right. And what you really believe and you're always self-censoring, uh, on yourself, you're kind of doing your audience a disservice in a lot of ways. And that over time will create the same thing that's happened with mainstream media where, where people over there take a certain position on things because that's what's accepted. Right. And that's what's expected. Um, unfortunately the, the content moderation side of things, um, causes that type of atmosphere where people filter what they say and they only say certain things because they, they know that their content's going to get taken down if they say anything different than That's that. Right. And By I'm not look- sure that we want a society and a world where, where, you know, someone else is deciding what's okay for us to think about. I'm not. Sure, that's a good society to have. Tom
2: says if I'm granted an honorary PhD in podcasting, am I allowed to have a show called the pot, The Podcast Doctor? I think that sounds like a YouTube hit. Well, maybe it would be. Actually, you, you know, go. you know, Tom, I hope you went out and looked for that domain name already. You know what <laughs> podcast- Cause Todd just got it if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't looked for it. I haven't searched for it, but podcasterdoctor.com. I would 99% guess it's already been taken. Uh,
1: Maybe we should rename this show to podcast doctorate. No. (laughs) (laughs) David says you flew to Seattle. I bet your arms are tired.
2: Absolutely. He has lots of flapping to get there.
1: Yep, You got to fly over the cascade mountains too. So you had to go up quite quite a bit.
2: You know, Rob, what is the deal with the price of gas? I paid five,
0: I, I don't think care vibes, about gas, Todd.
2: Five sixteen. I, I know you're one of those
1: greenies. Um, no, I just don't <laughs> care about gas. It's not not that I'm a greenie. So, okay. even though it's in my name, so I I know. <laughs> right.
0: Um The um,
2: yeah podcast doctors background. already purchased five, I think I paid five sixty nine for gas yeah. or five forty nine. I only pay uh, the gas pump here was three twenty-seven in Michigan. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, it's that West Coast tax. You know, I think yeah, two, it's
1: like three three forty nine
2: here. Yeah, I think but something like it's that. It's like five yeah. something. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh Tom, you, if you want the podcastdoctor.com, it's available on GoDaddy for twenty seven ninety-five, two thousand seven hundred ninety-five dollars. So it can be purchased. Um right. So I did look just now. The um, well, again, I you you already heard my experience with a Tesla. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And, I don't think
1: you had a good uh, good experience. I'll no, just I up. did
2: not have a good experience. And the and this town, I actually asked somebody recently. There is now two chargers, but one of them are broke in my town. <laughs> two public chargers and one's broken. It's a town of twenty five thousand people, so. I'm
1: sure it's, the, it's it's probably not a Tesla charger. It's probably, you know, Charger America. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. The it's other one, one of those. Right.
2: The closest Tesla charger is 32 miles, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's in Angola yeah. from my location. Angola. <laughs> Angola, Indiana.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So I was going to say, Angola seems like a long way <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, it's a long way to get a right. Tesla charger.
2: But, yeah. but um, yeah, I don't know. And Tom says, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> But that actually sounds like a pretty good show name. Actually, the podcast doctor. We well, could be the podcast
1: doctors.
2: That would actually be a good good show name.
1: Yeah, you could start a show on YouTube. <sighs> <Okay.
0: laughs> right. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> what else was I going to talk about? Um, but anyway, I got off oh. my chest what I had on my chest about. Y T.
1: Yeah, it was a little entertaining to see this post in, uh, pod news, um, from yesterday. It says, uh, how can you make a whole podcast just using AI? No <laughs> microphone required. And then also this comment that uh, your next co-host could be an AI. So, Did you so if you have a hard time it? finding a real co-host, uh, you can just get a AI to... Banter with you on a podcast: Well,
2: I think we talked about that on this show.
1: did you did you listen to it? No I haven't listened I, to I it. didn't
0: listen to it either. But I'm sure yeah. it was a lot of work Yeah but right. you know the way these tools are moving, yeah
2: who knows? I mean,
1: I, I mean increasingly you can have conversations with these chat GPT and other you know Bard and whatever you can have a conversation with them and you know, I've well, been increasingly testing that water and plus now you can upload a image and it will analyze and interpret the image for you and give you, you know, I used it on some podcast art to tell me what, um, how this podcast art, uh, would appeal or what its perception is to human beings. And right. it'll analyze the artwork, and it'll tell you, you know, its tendency, its colors, and its shapes, and its font, and the expression on the face of the person in the artwork, and it will give you kind of like an outline of what the what it sees as the perception of a human of looking at that artwork. And I thought it was really interesting hmm. that it had that ability. I mean, it appears to be pretty accurate. But right. The ones that I I right.
2: analyzed. Well, we're gonna we have a I know you guys don't want to hear about AI, but we've got Zoom going here. Right. And I've got the new, because we, we pay for Zoom commercial. So I have the Zoom AI working right now, and we will get a summary of this episode uh, from Zoom, and I'm going mm-hmm. to see how good it is and if it will make sense to be able to put it in the show notes. Uh, after the show's over, about two minutes after the show's over, I'll get an email with the summary, and uh, I'll probably have to do some editing because you and I usually talk about a little things beforehand, a little things after, so I won't be able to, you know, be able to generate a transcript from it. But um, it, it yeah, so will, what's
1: the scope of the AI companion tool uh, in Zoom? In what it does, right? It's a, it creates a summary. Just
2: okay. Said, It's definitely designed for summaries of meetings. So essentially we're having a a meeting per se, but still be curious to see what the output of that is. And if it's anything usable, will save me any steps. So this is, this is what I've been worried about. So any podcaster today that is paying for zoom Mm -hmm. can turn this on and they will get a summary of their podcast without using a third party service.
0: So, you know, all those companies that are building stuff that does some of this stuff, essentially,
2: it's included. And if it's good enough, you might, for an average podcaster, you might have a pretty good output. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I think what we're seeing here is uh, services can be made abs- uh, obsolete. It's just like Chat GPT now, their genitive art creation in Chat GPT. Plus, yeah. if you're paying for it, uh, is pretty much on the level of mid-journey. So, you know, yeah. it, again, things are in flux about every four weeks. Things, things change here.
1: Well, Todd, mm-hmm. like we've said many times on this show, as we've looked back at the history of podcasting, there's been companies that have come and gone mm-hmm. that we've said on this show many times were features, not right. companies. Yeah. Right. And I think this is another example of it is that they're. Are capabilities that are out there that are being built by individual companies um, that are going to be integrated into the bigger platforms and basically make those hate to say it those smaller companies kind of hard to compete in the market because these bigger platforms are going to adopt the same technology and integrate them. I, right. You know,
2: I had an interview with uh, Sam Setti from Pod. I think it's Pod News Weekly. I think that's the was the episode yeah, I was on. Right. And yeah, with James. It was, right. Well, James was not, it was just Sam and I. And uh, oh. so maybe it was Yeah, but Pod he plays
1: it, I think, with James at a later time. Yeah.
2: Right. And yeah. um the um we had an extensive discussion, it was about 50 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And um, the um I'm scrolling through my X feed here. Um and there was an interesting uh dialogue, but the I basically said if, if you are a podcast hosting company, which is now mm-hmm. a commodity because there's so many podcast hosts, if you don't have AI fully baked into your services, uh, in three years, you won't exist as a hosting company anymore. Um, because you're just going to have to adopt all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I truly believe that. And, you know, you're going to have to have a minimum amount of offerings. Um, to put together, so
1: yeah, l- l- like I was just saying, a l- lot of these AI tools that um, that are out there right now are going to get integrated. There's no question about that. Yeah. So, and the people that get it done the soonest are going to succeed. You know. So um, there was a.
2: Where is this thread? Yeah, it was Pod News Weekly Review. I just want to verify because it threw me for a loop there. There was a thread I was on in X that involved, how to find it, let me find it here, um, involved uh, Brian uh, Person, uh, J.D. Lassica, and they were talking about um, podcasting. And um, essentially, the the crux of the conversation is uh, someone asked, what was the first podcast you listened to? And then it, it, it went into quite a, quite a dialogue. Um, and there was something funny in here. JD Lasica said, and every year for a decade, Leo Laporte would declare podcasting is dead. L O L, you know, so it's just, you know, I kind of smiled when I saw that. And, um, um, well,
1: that's why you called, uh, podcasting netcasting for most of his yeah, yeah, career, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's changed now. He's now back calling what he does podcast now.
2: Another thing that JD Lasica said is he said the book, right? He wrote a book for uh, Wiley, which I did. Yeah. And he said the, mm-hmm. the book rights reverted to me. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can go to Wiley and ask for the rights to my book back. Because they technically own the copyright on my initial book. So I didn't know you could negotiate. I got your book right. Right back here, the I, one that you gave me I, I, back. In, I know, but I don't know, yeah. if, you know. But he says I should. He made a comment to a book he wrote about the right. dark net, and uh, he said I should update and reissue it one of these days. I'm thinking, hmm, if I could get my copyright back, <laughs> it'd be a lot easier to update than it would be to completely rewrite. Of course, it would probably require a complete rewrite anyway.
0: So
1: yeah, I was l- looking through your book um, because I. I found it in my stuff and um, that book that you wrote back, back in that time frame is really a, it's really a historical document is what it is. Oh, um, oh wow. I mean, if you think about it in that way, what yeah. you talked about in there was, was how podcasting was done back in 2005. Yeah. And, and as a contrast to how it's done now, that book, you know, you got screenshots of software, <laughs> yeah. you got all, you know, all, so all these platforms that are dead now.
2: Even a screenshot of me walking down a street with uh right. let me see if I can find it. Right. Oh, I, la- I I found it here. It was in a pile. Where did I put it? I put it. Yeah.
0: My little I mini MP3 had
2: player. Here. And I had oh. hair then, and I was about 50 pounds lighter too. So, <laughs> yeah. So you know it was a picture of me walking with a little portable MP3. Cause there was, I couldn't, I was broke. I couldn't afford a, an iPod then, you know, I didn't get an iPod until later, you know, it's the price came down.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought I had it up here, but I think it's still downstairs. Uh, yeah. But so as far as uh, your, your book, I was going to hold it up. And,
2: I do well. have about 20 copies of that. They're still in a box someplace. I i had to auction those off someday. <laughs> yeah. It smells
1: old. Now. Well, they're been sealed. So they're, you know, they're fresh. They haven't been page turned. <laughs> right. Right. You know how the pages kind of turn that yellow. Yeah, that, that, that yellow. Yellowish brown <laughs> yeah. color. But if you think about it, I mean that, that the the copyright on the book is two thousand five, so you yeah, know, it's yeah, been yeah. around a while. It's been a while.
2: So it, it you know, and it does have, you know, that was pre pre iTunes. <laughs> and before, yeah. and pre and uh pre Steve Jobs, you know, uh comment about podcasting and <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah those, are, those are funny days. But you just, you know, the sequence of events that happened over the years has, uh, you know, been pretty amazing. You know, the stories that we, you know what we should have been doing, Rob, is I have forgotten more scandal than I've remembered fact. <laughs> you know, there's there's probably a whole book that could be written on, you know, the behind-scenes discussions of a podcast. I had to laugh at James cridlin's uh Pod news article about uh, one of the uh, podcast providers, where there was a lot to talk at podcast uh, movement about. Oh, they might be doing something interesting, and and I remember being asked, "What was what's the name of the company?" I'll have to go back and look, but it's basically a lot of people are talking about the company and whether they were doing something wrong in far as uh, how they were promoting podcasts and advertising and something to that effect. And I think I was asked maybe even by James and I really didn't, I think at the time I said, I would have to go home and look. So I might've been that reference, but I don't think I had an opinion at that time. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just the you know, the, the stories and the, and some of the commentary that happens yeah. behind the scenes is always fun.
1: Yeah. And I always wonder though, you know, if, you know, especially when I do interviews on other people's podcasts, like, like, how far down this historical rabbit hole should I go? I mean, we don't want to go too far. I mean, are people even interested in that, that stuff? It's not relevant to them necessarily, unless it paints a, a picture of a reason why things are the way they are today. Right. I mean, unless there's some mappage to understanding why something is the way it is. Um, it's, I mean, that's what's interesting about, the kind of renewed interest, and in, if you can talk about that a little bit, even on your own platform, if there is a need um, renewed interest in true video podcasting um, or or not, could that be something that comes back Say that because, uh, again Well, it's just video podcasting by its technical oh. definition, with an RSS feed, and: get, that- we're getting more queries about it. Right, Are you seeing more accounts being created to create a video podcast? I would or? say
2: yes, but not dramatic. Maybe no, it's probably not
1: going to be dramatic. You know,
2: right. maybe we get four or five inquiries a month about video podcasting per se. you okay. know, asking us about most of the times we're asked about the specifics
0: of how it can be done. And um,
1: yeah, I'm planning on launching one on your platform so.
0: Yep.
2: And matter of fact, I saw that, I saw that account creation here recently came across
1: in my report. I was like, oh, looky there. Yeah. So you'll have to give me. I'm actually in the process of getting it set up on your platform right now, an audio feed and a video feed. You'll have to give me the, you're using PowerPress though, right? No,
2: I'm going to use your. Oh, you're going to use the dashboard.
1: Your platform for that and then get a, get a website out of it too. Okay. All right.
2: Well, Awesome. Yeah. Let us know how that process goes. We're always looking for feedback and, uh, you know, that's one thing too, is we keep asking, you know, podcasters will often be real, real quick to complain about something, which, you know, if they're having an issue, we had an issue a couple of days ago with, uh, something that wasn't working and, you know, the Mm dev team had to fix it. That happens with any tech stack. And, um, we got a survey out for our listeners saying, Hey, here's, here's 11 things, you know, rack and stack these on where you think we should do next or what we need improvement, you know? And it's like, it's curious to see those survey results. And at the same time, sometimes you're like, wow, you know, you always ask people are always telling us about stuff, but when we ask for input, they don't give us input. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I think what, you as a podcaster need to do if you're listening whoever you're hosting with doesn't matter if you're hosting with Buzzsprout, Libsyn, Podbean, Blueberry, whoever if you want something you need to it's like the you know the squeaky wheel gets the grease right be, be the one that's the you know grease the squeaky wheel saying hey 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 i could really use this we had one suggestion that came in last week and said it was simple it was about a podcasting 2.0 thing can you import my chapter files and we're like, oh, we haven't, been. and I just asked the dev team. So, oh, yeah, that'll be easy. Let's go ahead and we'll add that. And we're going to reach that on Monday. We're going to make it so that people are migrating to us and import their chapter files, So they don't have to do that. That's a podcast 2.0 thing. So we don't have to have this. People won't lose their metadata. But mm-hmm. sometimes people just have to ask. So I think as a, those podcasters listening out there, you need to be proactive with your host. And telling them what you want. And sometimes stuff is simple. You know, that was like a three day dev work. That was easy. Right. And something we should I have mean, already had anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, mo- most of the issues that, that, that I've seen is are usually r- r- related to UI, UX experiences, yeah. right? Of understanding the process of doing something or being able to discover something that you want to do. I mean, what the process is for doing that. I know it's the big thing that. Lipson struggled with for years was yeah. trying to get that worked out.
2: And our um, UI stack has went through a complete, you know, rebuild. And, you know, like just the other day, something yeah. popped up. We have the RSS feed in a certain section of the system settings. And then someone right. said to us, Hey, I can't find my feed. Can't my, and we need to have like five of those in a week. Well, maybe you yeah. need to make it more prominent somewhere else. You need to make it so they can really, you have to make it a big, it, even though it was right there in front of them, it needed to be, a bigger font, <laughs> you know, something that stuck out. It's just a little stuff
1: that, you yeah. Know, I mean, I, I'm i in your your tool right now. Um, and it, it's, it's a nice-looking tool, I have to say. I mean, you've done a nice job. Well, compared to what it was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that was painful. Yeah. That process to do that UI update was not and we we hired someone outside the company to help us with that because y- you often need complete fresh eyes and the person was a yeah. podcaster too so that kind of helped they had UI UX experience and uh, mm-hmm. uh so uh, she was it's such she a was hard fantastic. thing too
1: i mean it's such a hard thing to get right because every every human looks at things differently and you know i was involved a lot of that when i was working at Microsoft, because I I was always run through the ringer of going in and giving them feedback and getting eye eye tracking, testing and that kind of stuff. I don't know if you've ever done that before. No,
2: we do hotspots and stuff like that. But, you know, here's the thing, too. It's the same kind of a concept. Yeah. It's the hotspots. The the challenge comes in with us is because we really have, well, technically three publishing ways. One, Hmm. self-hosted WordPress with PowerPress. Second, they can use our dashboard. Or third, right. they can provide, they, we, they use the WordPress uh, site that we provide, which is the same experience as self-hosted. But when you offer, like that's the Advantage Libsyn and Buzzsprout and those other folks have, they have one, one way to publish. But you're locked in then. You're on their platforms. And for us, we've made it so, see so if you need to be on our platform, you can be. But if you want to be on WordPress and have your own .com, which we prefer, but that Mm -hmm. split runs about 70, 30. So, um, that makes it complicated, especially when the WordPress users come on the dashboard, they're like, wait, you know, they hit the, you know, create episode button. It says, you know, there's a little message that comes. that says, this is done on your site. You don't create an episode here. You have to go
0: back to your, you know, but if they, yeah. So anyway, it's sorry, we're getting down the weeds a little bit deep, but I think that, uh,
2: you know, for, whatever platform you're on, you just need to ask for those changes, Mm -hmm. especially if it's something that drives you nuts.
1: And it's important for the platform to have pathways for that, that are easy to use and easily accessible. Um, And then little pop-up tips around how to, you know, understand something, right. Yeah. A lot of
2: info bubbles.
1: Right. Right. That's also an important thing to have as well. It's like, it's one of those things too, where
2: you, you, I always try to. When I go into any platform, especially well, especially ours, I try to look at it from the fifth grader perspective. You know, and try to be the person that is seeing this for the first time that has nary a clue what they're doing, mm-hmm. and um, so it's it and it's you can only get incrementally better over time, and then it's time to refresh the UI all over again. <laughs>
1: yeah it's always it's an evolving thing it's not like a printed document it's something that can be changed and updated rapidly but when you
2: you know it's hard though if you just if you're not willing to take the plunge and completely gut something you know which mm -hmm. we did and then we didn't give people the option to go back to the old system for very long we gave them like three weeks to get used to the new system then we forced the new system on them Mm -hmm. um because we didn't want to have version 1.5, you know, for them to use forever, ever more, and have to support it, and that becomes a tech support nightmare.
1: And I noticed so that you have um, the value for value as a tab in your interface. That's too, right. Which I thought that was interesting. I would say not many podcast hosts have that. So
2: no, well, it's Buzzsprout has it. Um, RSS.com, RSS Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple others, maybe captivate. Okay. So a few, a few have it. Um, that's good. Yeah. You can actually go to podcast index and there's a, there's a, um, uh, basically list all the different services and apps and it shows what they've implemented and you can actually look at who has what. Mm hmm. So that reminds me, Dave Jones. If you're listening, you need to do a poll. We want podcast mirror in that, in that list. <laughs> but we're talking the we have to. You have to submit your new changes to a uh, to a GitHub. I think, I think that's where it goes. Oh. I'm not the technical dude, so or the technical lady that submits that. Got
0: it. So what else yeah, is so happening just... besides that? Anything you're well, seeing? Yeah, I mean, I think
1: that the medium is going through some, you know, I there's just a lot of discussion about, you know, changes in the medium fr- from the standpoint. And I know th- th- this week is also, you know, advertise week in New York too, so there was a lot of sessions going on, people talking about the podcast advertising market and things like that at the event. And you didn't drive GAB down. B is next week as well in in new york too not that i would say that the nab event is much of a podcasting event it it has nothing going on with podcasting that i'm aware of i mean other than maybe a few panels but um Mm -hmm. that's 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 about it on that front so you know in a lot of ways this is this is kind of a it's kind of a difficult time for podcasting i think um but it's also a time of I don't know that there's going to be a lot of consolidation coming. I just don't know that a lot of people have capital to play with. Oh, there's
2: people looking for deals.
1: Well, I'm sure pennies on the dollar. They're Uh, trying to get steals right now. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't? Okay. No, but you know that they've got money, but you know, again, you know, deals that come across the table are, you know, often short of zero (laughs) (laughs) or two. But so, so maybe you're right, you know, maybe they're trying to steal stuff, but, you know.
1: You know, it's just hard to come up with capital now.
2: Well, Um, the free money's gone. Right, right. That's why, you know, that's why there's been so many high-end productions that have been cut because budgets are not
0: there.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's expensive to get, get money now. So for investment reasons. And there's higher risk. And I know, I don't think the, I think there's going to be more, more blood in the
2: water. I think, you know, we're layoffs are still happening. And I'm, and the way there's the government spending money. And now with Israel thing and having to fund two wars on two fronts and, you know, the military, military industrial complex and all that that's going on. I, I, you know, I think, uh, look at the bond rate. woohoo, You know, um, we're, 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 I, we're money like, you know, drunk sailors still.
1: And no, we're trying to keep, keep the economy afloat, um, and printing money in the face like, of overwhelming. You can't, you can't tell from anything
2: that's going on in the world that people are worried about the cost of anything. You know, the airplane right. was full, full to the gills, you know, to rent a car place full to the gills. I think every, I think there's a phenomenon about that. I think that's going to come to an end too, because well,
1: Todd, that could be a little artificial too, because yeah, because people I think were that stuck the airlines at have, No, I think that the airlines have cut back the the amount oh, of maybe. airplanes that are flying. So, so those that are trying to go to a destination have like two flights options. I can know, tell you, the price on, of tickets are down. Right. Oh, they are down. Yeah, now I,
2: I'm pretty lucky. I've got an abundance of frequent flyer miles in excess of nine hundred thousand. Still, so like going to Seattle, you know, okay, I, I pay $600, $700 round trip with um, Alaskan Airlines and get a direct flight into a not a direct flight, but a hub flight into Wenatchee, or I spend, you know, 18,000 frequent flyer miles each way with United and essentially fly for free. I think, you know what, that, that was a pretty easy choice. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and really the only expense I had was a rental car and rental cars. are That's the one thing that wasn't insane out of Seattle, which is, so some cities are more expensive than others.
1: It depends on how popular they are. yeah, Right.
2: And what I'm starting to find now is, um, parking. Okay. This just sounds crazy. So I, I'm, two hours from Detroit, I'm three hours from Chicago. So what do I do? I have to go and park and pay $16 a day in Detroit, or I go to Chicago and I spend $24 a day for parking. That's okay Mm -hmm. for two, three days. But when you get into 10 day, 15, 20 days, or however long you're going to be gone, that racks up. So um, on an upcoming trip, it's cheaper for me to do a one-way rental of $40 to go to, Lansing, which is only an hour away, Mm -hmm. drop the car, get an Uber to the sub to the train station, and take the train into Chicago, Mm -hmm. and save myself like four hundred dollars in parking fee for just a little extra time, probably double the time. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, you know, who would think that you would, you know, try to save four or five hundred bucks on parking just so you know. I think it's, I think for me, I found a new way to get out of parking fee, but I still have to pay Amtrak, which is, you know, like $40 or something like that. So I've never done it. I haven't done an Amtrak trip since I was 13 years old, but you live in a corridor. Do you take the train much?
1: Yeah. If I go into New York, I, I drive down to what's called uh, Fairfield and take a train in New York.
2: How far, so, how much does it cost you to park at the place where you catch the train? $6. A day. So that ain't bad. Mm-hmm.
1: And then the train but is But the probably, train is like uh thirteen fifty um Each way. I believe each way, right? Yeah. So, but it's, that's. That's definitely know, it's cheaper. An hour it's, and, but it's definitely. Hour and, it's over an hour trip to get into.
0: But um, but
2: cheaper than Grand Central, cheaper than tolls. You couldn't get into Manhattan in park for
1: a tenth of that. It's just a hassle. I've yeah. I've, I've driven down into New York before, and it's really yeah, me a too.
2: I, I've driven in Manhattan. I won't do it again.
1: Yeah, but it's expensive to go there because you know, I mean, you typically, unless you're taking subways or whatever, it's expensive to get around. Out the
2: trick is to go to Staten Island, <laughs> park. It's Staten Island, take the ferry across into, you know, lower Manhattan.
1: (laughs) It's never easy going, going into New York. That's for sure. (laughs) Not at all. So it's, it can take longer to go from here to New York and navigate everything as it is to like fly to Florida or something like that. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I think we've, we've run out of stuff. Yeah. Um,
2: There's not a lot of. More critical stuff that's been going on.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to be l- launching a new live show tomorrow night oh. at 7 p.m. For, oh, it, yeah. So, so it's who's, going to be live who's that on with? the Streamyard channels? So is that for Streamyard, or who's that for? Well, it's in partnership with them, but okay. it's 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 really really my show. It's just on their their platform. It's what? going to be it's a partnership with them uh, around creating podcasts. Uh, topic content um, for, you know, StreamYard users or ones, you know, if you're not a StreamYard user. So what's the, what's
2: going to be the name of the show?
1: Uh, podcast tips with, oh, okay. uh, with, with, you know, who, so I'm going to have guests on and things okay. like that. Did you get, So I'm podcasts? not going to have, did you get probably, the- Oh, I said probably not have a guest tomorrow. So okay. it'll be a solo show tomorrow, but, but going forward. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll have a cascade of guests on the show uh, in you know various topics trying to talk about this issue with with YouTube and 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 what's happening with video and podcasting and things like that and how that world can be navigated. Um, so that's not the only topic, but
0: that'll so, be one
2: So if anyone has a roadcaster duo mm-hmm. what has changed because I loaded my Maybe someone that's got one of these can tell me. I loaded my audio files onto a pad. Mm-hmm. And when I play them, they're extremely low. I've got the I'm using the headphone out, going to a channel on my mixer. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a line setting or something that I've missed. Because it's one, one sounds good, like this one. Hey. That one sounded good, but this one did not.
1: I couldn't hear it though. You couldn't hear it. Hmm. These these roadcasters are are complicated devices. They're not necessarily easy to get properly set up, but they you know it takes a lot of testing to get them just right.
2: Well, I, I've had good luck with them. So this one is again. I, I've had no issue. Oh, I wonder. Let me try this. Hang on. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. Sounds. Sk-
1: but this one, well, you know, that these, one sounds
2: good. Huh.
1: These have, have a lot of um, uh, like noise reduction, de-essers, hmm. filters. I mean, there's a lot of comp- compressors in these things. There's yeah, I need um, to gain go, levels. I guess I need, to go,
2: need to go right. look at the pad settings and maybe that's what's going Correct. on. I tell you, one thing I do love is the ability to go right and left on the pads. That is an absolute fantastic function of these things. And not having to use the screen. The screen is bigger. So, again, this is just a temporary thing. I'm not going to be using this. I'm going to be using the old one here going forward, but I just wanted to get it dialed in.
1: Yeah. For my upcoming three weeks travel. Really, really powerful, powerful devices, I have to say. I mean, it's, but they are complicated to get set up. So, if you get one of these things, expect a few weeks of testing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
2: a little bit get of get them dialed in right because yeah. i definitely couldn't yeah i was using the most simple function and it it's kicking my butt hey so what do you want us to talk about we we made it in almost an hour and a half but is there something that we're missing that you guys want us to talk about i'm i'm done ranting of course until tomorrow after i hear the youtube uh briefing i'm sure i'll come back next wednesday with my head
0: still
1: pounding but So were those only private briefings to hosting companies? Is that what they are? I think it's, there's been a
2: lot of people, those, I think those emails have been floated around. Mm. So they have a live stream of the event or of the briefing. So I'd be curious to see how many people are on the live stream of that event tuning in because they, they said we could share it with other team members. So send
1: me the,
2: the email. Technically, Rob, you're not one of my team members, so
1: well, just say I'm your co-host on what, one of your platform shows. Because <laughs> I am. right?. Okay, okay, I'm not affiliated with
2: the hosting company, oh, yeah, that's, that's true, oh. but it was for, my, for for my host for my team members, so your team members. OK. Got it. Take uh, me in. David right. says the pads are about to get an update. Well, that's good to know. There's definitely something going on there. Okay, yeah. everyone. Thanks for being here. I'm Todd at Blueberry.com, but you can send your complaints to Rob, uh, but I'm at, thanks, at I'm at Geek News on Twitter or at Geek News at Geek on Mastodon. Feel free to follow me. And again, we have been lit and live here today, so get yourself a new podcasting app at podcastapps.com. We do want to thank everyone for their boosts. Let me see if any more came in. I wasn't paying attention um oh adam says there's no processing on the pad channels i never drag and drop files i record straight to a pad oh and edit the ends i will send you my configuration files i have the dual and the two no issues here oh that's cool rob's Ten thousand stats from adam very awesome Uh, adam's again said uh so anyway thanks for the stats adam uh go ahead
1: uh rob i took your glory here you did? You yeah, took my glory? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead.
0: <laughs>
1: um, I can be found on Twitter at Rob Greenley, uh Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. I think a lot of people still call it Twitter, but uh and then you can send me an email, rob.greenly at gmail.com. Uh it's a great place to reach out if you would like to. And and uh, that show I mentioned earlier is launching tomorrow night at seven p.m. Eastern, uh, four PM Pacific, um on on the Streamyard channel, so if you just search for the for the Streamyard channels on YouTube and Facebook and and uh, and Twitter, I believe it's also going to be there as well. Um, and check it out and and hopefully we'll have some fun on that show and it'll be interesting. Um, to, trying to thread this line on the video and audio side of what's happening in the medium today. But, ask, um, ask the anyway, Streamyard
2: guys for an HLS output. Okay. <laughs> a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a good idea or uh, at least a restream on HLS. That would be a great feature for StreamYard.
1: They do have the the ability to do a webinar in there that does have its own kind of player experience. So yeah. Right now I'm going
2: to restream and then I'm going to, cause restream does have HLS output only Wowza does. So I'm still paying for my Wowza mm. account just for HLS. Yeah, that's a
1: good, it's a good comment. I've been giving them feedback on things that they need to do to kind of catch up to some competitors. So, but yeah.
2: Okay. Everybody, thanks for being here. And if I had the pads, right, we could play the outro music, but let me see if I can find it. let, Let me try and we'll see if this works as we leave. You can't hear it, Rob, but they can hear it.